strengthening global governance, setting the stage for the Great Tribulation and the Battle of Armageddon, the Third Temple, dividing the Temple Mount, and an Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. It's all prophetic, folks, and it's happening right now. We will discuss these news headlines while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of The End Time Show. I will be taking your calls today. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And we're going to be talking first about world government. You know, the world government is mentioned in Revelation 13, verses 1 through 2. And it actually goes down through verse 1 through 3. And actually, Revelation 13, verses 1 through 8, describes this end-time world governing body and its leader, the Antichrist. The Bible says that all the world will wonder after this beast. And it gives a federalization of the nations. It gives a depiction of that in, from Daniel chapter 7. All those beasts that symbolize nations are mentioned here in Revelation 13. And we know that that is actually coming to pass right now. John said, I saw this beast come up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns. It had the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom. It's a world governing body. And the Bible says it will be on the earth established and in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And we are watching that happening in many ways right now. There is a world government being established. Actually, part of that world government, the establishment here in the United States, the deep state, they're all in a cabal together. And I'm not going to get deep off into the woods on what's going on with Donald Trump and the indictments and everything um, that have come out. But what he's really fighting here is the deep state. And it's very important that we understand what he fought in the um, every day when he put his feet on the ground. Every morning while he was president, he was fighting the deep state. And so it's pretty crazy to see what all has been happening um, over the last few days. Now, I have an article that I wanted to go over really quick. And... Um, if I get a chance, because I think we're going to have a lot of calls here, but the it's very important that we understand this world governing body and things that are happening in our world and different proposals for that. There is an article from The Good Men Project. And the article, the title of the article is How a Strengthened Global Governance Could Produce a Nuclear Free World. Now, you understand really what's going on. Um, the, the, the goal of a world government has been, has been, going, has been uh, in the minds of globalists for decades now. All the way back from um, when you look at just after World War I. Actually, it was before that, but just after World War I, they used that crisis 
And the horrific cry for peace after that, I mean, think about this. There had never been a war prior to World War I that had ended in near that many casualties, uh, over 8 million people dead as a result of this war. Uh, just a short four or five years, 8 million people in the earth dead. What a horrific travesty. Well, on the heels of that, the answer to a, another world war ever happening again was a world government in the eyes of the international community. We've got to have a world government. So they created the League of Nations. And then that failed because Woodrow Wilson couldn't bring his uh, government in with him. The Congress read their fine print and said, no, we can't surrender up so much sovereignty. So we're going to... We're not going to go into this world governing body. So if the League of Nations failed. And that was an effort towards world government. Now, 2,000 years ago, John saw a vision, a, gave a prophecy of a federalization of nations that would rule, that would be in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now here we are, we see a world government being established, and the nations that are mentioned in Revelation chapter 13 are the major nations, besides the United States, the United States is not mentioned in Revelation 13, but besides that, the major nations involved in this world governing body are the ones that are in power today and that are running this world governing body. Even, the, even Russia is a, one, of the permanent, one of the five permanent members on the UN Security Council. Sounds crazy, doesn't it, the way the whole thing's set up. The United Nations has tried to pass resolutions against what Russia was doing in Ukraine and... Russia just said no, and they uh, vetoed those resolutions. So it's kind of made the United Nations out to be a paper tiger, but there's nothing they can do with Russia right now. But on the, what happened was, after the League of Nations failed, then you go to World War II, and you have over 50 million people killed. And on the heels of that, there was this immense cry for world peace. Well, in the eyes of the globalists again, they said, hey, we've got this uh, travesty, this World War II, and we've got to have the United States on board. So they got, so Pearl Harbor happened. The United States woke up and we fought the European campaign and the Pacific campaign. And on the heels of that, the same year that the bombs were dropped on Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and the Pacific campaign, and, uh, and the concentration camps were liberated, in Europe in 1945, both of those things happened. That same year in September, the United Nations Charter was signed, and we have the United Nations. It's the second effort towards a world governing body. And, but it doesn't have the teeth. It doesn't have the enforcement, enforcement methods. It doesn't have the um, absolute control, the dictatorial powers that they really want to have. But the Bible says there will come a time in the near future that they will get that. And so, it, folks, this is happening right now. I've got an article, The Good Men Project. If I don't have time to go over it on the program, I may touch on it Monday because I'm going to do a huge program on Great Tribulation and pre-post-trib rapture on Monday to try to answer a bunch of people's questions, probably from a perspective that you've never heard it before. We'll do that on Monday. But this, if, you, if I don't get time to go through it on the program... I want you to go and read an article called the, from the Good Men Project. That's the source. The article is titled, How Strengthened Global Governance Could Produce a Nuclear-Free War. 
And that's one of the big things that they brought up in the United Nations Charter was disarmament and eradic- you know, eliminating from the face of the earth nuclear weapons, or at least putting the United Nations in control of all of it. Think about that. A world governing body with the United, with the Antichrist having his finger, having the number to all the buttons uh, to, the, to, to set off the nuclear weapons. I mean, think about that. Imagine the, the amount of control that one individual would have. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. When we get back from the break, I'm going to go straight to the phones. And should I run out of calls today, then I will go through this article about world government because, wow, it's very eye-opening what they're proposing. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again. He can't enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back, everybody. And again, I am taking your calls today. The number to reach me, one 363 And before I go to the phones, very quickly, we just got back from an awesome tour in Israel. It's our second time going to Israel after COVID. We went in October. We just got back a few, couple, two or three weeks ago uh, from our spring tour and we already have a lot of interest in our the tour we're going to go on in from October 4th through October the 15th. We've got a lot of people actually signed up for it already. And I know a lot of y'all have to ask off for vacation time or whatever, but wow, what a time we had. We went to all the different sites. We had wonderful moves of God in the upper room and in the, the, on the Mount of Olives and on the. It, it just it's a it's a spiritual experience going to the Mount of Olives for me, 
because that's where Jesus Christ ascended from, and that's where he's coming back to. The Bible says in the book of Zechariah that he will put his feet on the Mount of Olives. So he left from there, and he's coming back there. He left from there in Acts chapter 1. So it's, a, it's an awesome experience. Then we, we went to the upper room. We, went to the, we had a, a baptism. We went to the tomb uh, and Golgotha. And I mean, just all the different sites, the Temple Mount, uh, uh, the rabbinical tunnel, the, the Western Wall, all the different sites, City of David, explained everything, brought the Bible to life to many people, and what a time it is. And so I know many of you, uh, well, I should say some of you may question the safety and everything. Hey, contact some of the people that went on the tour with us. Israel's very safe. Um, you can't believe everything you see in the news. It doesn't have bombs raining down everywhere and it's a Holocaust situation. No, it's nothing like that. It, it, Israel's very safe. There are places you can't go and we don't go there. Our guides know. Our gui- Both of our guides are ex-Navy SEALs for the Israeli Defense Forces. They know where to go. They know where not to go. They're in contact with the military. They, those guys keep their ear to the ground. They know what's going on. And everything's very, very safe. Everybody's, a lot of people are kind of shocked when they go over there. Like, wow, I thought there was going to be bombs and riots and everything. And it's like, no, you can't believe everything you hear in the news. So you got to go over there and experience it for yourself. If you've never been, wow, put it at, the, at number one on your bucket list. You've got to go on one of our Israel tours. It's a great time. We'll go to the college. We'll teach in the college one night. And uh, Jana and myself and whoever goes with us will be with you the entire tour. We only ever take two buses. That's the most we'll ever take. So we can only take between 80 and 100 people. Last time we took 83. And it was just a wonderful tour. And we make lifelong relationships. Um, We have lifelong relationships and friends from those tours uh, the first time I went was back in 1999, and I still have friends to this day from that original tour. And so, wow, what a time it is. So, if you'd like to go with us, go to um, endtime.com, go under the end time, or the events section, and there's the tours, and sign up to go with Jan and myself and probably another couple or somebody from end time here that will go with us and run the second bus. It's always a great time. Okay. Uh, let's go straight to the phones. Let's go to Sherry in Indiana. God bless Sherry. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. Hello, Sherry. How are you? I am good. How are you? I am doing tremendous. What you got? Well, I have a question. Um, we were studying in our Sunday school class about Mark, about Matthew 24. Yes. Um, so we're wanting to know, what I'm wanting to know, is Matthew 24 all about what's to come or is it partly back about things that happened back in Daniel when there was the um, abomination of desolation when Antioch um, killed a pig on the altar for the Jews? Right, right. So if, if you're talking about the entire Matthew chapter 24, in the very beginning, the Bible says, and when they went out from, and they departed from the temples because Jesus was down in Jerusalem at this point, um, at one of the feasts, and they were showing him the, the buildings of the temple. And the Bible says that um, in Matthew 24, verse 2, that Jesus said unto them, See not all these things? In other words, see the temple that we're looking at? He said, I'm telling you guys, I'm sorry, but this all is coming down. It's all going to be torn down. Not one stone is going to be left upon another. Now, that prophecy of Jesus was fulfilled in 70 A.D. And okay. then... 
when they go to Matthew 24, 3, the Bible says, and he, he went out and he sat with them on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him and said, hey, Lord, tell us, when, when shall these things be? And what's going to be the sign of your coming of the end of the world? Well, from Matthew chapter 24, verse 4 on, that's referring to the time of the end of the age. So the only prophecy that's focused in just the very near future from them was the, the temple, the mount is going to be torn down, or the temple is going to be torn down, not one stone will be left upon another. That happened in 70 AD, just a few years from when he was here on the earth. But the, from Matthew 24, 4 on, <clears throat> all of that is concerning the end of the age. It, if, in Matthew 24, 3 says, what's going to be the sign of your coming in of the end of the age? The, he's talking about towards his second coming, not back then. And so that's what it's referring to. It's not talking about... Um, Anything that happened prior to that, in other words, you know, uh, Antiochus Epiphanes and all those different things. I know a lot of people try to tie all that into the book of Daniel. Like, hey, Antiochus Epiphanes actually, um, you know, committed the abomination of desolation. That simply is not the case because when Jesus is talking here, he's talking about when you see the abomination of desolation occur, then let them which be spoken of by Daniel the prophet, then let them which be in Judea flee, for them will be great tribulation. Well, if you tie all the prophecies of the Bible together uh, that concerning this, then you'll know the Great Tribulation is only three and one half years. So he said right. the, great, the abomination of desolation when the Antichrist would stand in a rebuilt Jewish temple and proclaim to be God, that's going to happen three and one half years just prior to my second coming. So anybody that says, well, Antiochus Epiphanes, uh, that when he was here, he committed the abomination of desolation, that simply is not the case. And so Jesus was referring to the end time, not an event that occurred thousands of years ago. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I was studying in my um, study Bible, it's the King James, and I was reading in the commentary, and that's what it was saying, um, Yeah. was that um, the desolation of, or the abomination of desolation occurred, and it gives Daniel 9.27, and 11.31, and 12.11 right, right. about him doing that. So I was like, I, I need clarification. Yeah. You have to be very careful, Sherry, when you read commentaries. Uh, I have a lot of people that contact me and say, Dave, what is a great study Bible or a commentary uh, uh, book that you would recommend? And I've got to tell people, I really don't have one that I would recommend. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> because I... I uh, I simply study the Word of God, and I, I do read uh, some books of, of some different men and things like that and listen to their opinions and different things. But when, I, when you look at history and you can see how some of the things in these commentaries don't line up with history and Scripture, then I've got to say, wow, I, I, man, um, I know it's somebody's commentary and it's their opinion, but I'm going to stick strictly to the Word of God. And here's the best thing you can do, Sherry, is... Okay. Um, make sure that when you're trying to figure out a topic that you always study every verse in the Bible that pertains to that topic. When you do that, then you can get the, the entire scope of what all the writers were saying about that topic because just when you think you got it figured out, you'll look way over here in another book and see, oh my goodness, I, that's another clue I, I had never seen. And so that's what's helped me out plus... Um, 
one of the best things that I, one of the best uh, things that I could recommend is the Jerusalem Prophecy College, where Irvin Baxter takes you through all these different things. The um, understanding the Bible that's one semester. Understand or um, keys to spiritual growth, life and teachings of Jesus Christ, Satan defeated, sonship restored. I have had pastors that have went through those courses and come and I've talked to them. And they said, "Oh my goodness, I learned something from that. I, I never knew uh, some of the principles of imputation and um, the law of sin and death, and the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death." So when you, Irvin Baxter talks about all these things that I've never heard anybody else talk about, ever, miss, messages mm-hmm. on them. So the, the Jerusalem Prophecy College online, very, very important. It'll help you in your studies. And um, very, very, very important because, honestly, a commentary is simply one man's opinion on, you know, on what mm-hmm. the Scripture is saying. And honestly, I, I, I haven't found one that I would completely, totally rely on um, that's really helped me out ever. So I hope okay. that helps you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and God a- bless you. Absolutely. God bless you, my friend. Thank you, and you have a great day. Uh, okay, uh, everybody, here comes the Joe Show. Uh, and so, hey, Joe uh, from New York, God bless you, my friend. Welcome to the End Time Show. God bless you, my brother. It's good to see you. And I, I want to thank you for posting the... Uh, the pictures you took there in Israel, it was beautiful to see that, being that I've never been there, and uh, at this point, I don't think I'll physically ever get there until the Lord transforms me. Right, right. <laughs> but thank you for showing those. Yes, sir. And so, you know, you just changed my heart, listening to that sister and her questions, because that's why I'm always telling people to take Jerusalem Prophecy College courses, because... A lot of people with their questions. I've read so many commentaries going back 45 years. And as I told our dear brother who's gone home to be with the Lord, Dr. Baxter, I love him. I miss him every day. Nobody spent more time studying the prophecies and putting together those courses. If anyone is questioning, they've got to take those courses. Yes. Because it becomes so clear, no one was better at teaching the prophecy than Irvin was. Mm-hmm. He was so precise, and he devoted so much of his time building end-time ministry. And I thank God Almighty, our Lord, every day for you, Dave, for Doug and Vince, that you're carrying on his teachings because the world needs it. The body of Christ needs to hear the truth. There is so many distorted commentaries. I I, I mean, I could tell you times I, I, you know, I I, I ordered commentaries and I started reading it and my spirit was grieved and I tore it up and threw it in the garbage because it was not biblical. So a lot of people can say things. They'll take one scripture and distort what it means. But that's why taking Jerusalem Prophecy College courses will give a a very clear, precise understanding of what the Scriptures say. And we've got to stick to what the Scriptures say. It's vitally important. And I want to thank you guys. You know, my head was into this one-world government. I don't want to take up too much time. 
but we can obviously how, see how the deep state is attacking Donald Trump. They're doing everything illegal. They're mm-hmm. going against the Constitution to try to, you know, quiet Donald Trump. But I believe there's a reason why the Lord allowed Joe Biden into the White House. It was to expose the deep state and see the illegal things against our Constitution that they're fighting for. That's the elitist, the, you know, the puppet masters, wherever they are hiding, trying to manipulate governments. And it's becoming so clear. And us as believers, wherever we are, we have to stand firm, keep praying against the evil spirits behind this, and get involved with our local governments and local school boards and make a difference. We have a voice. We have the authority of being in Christ, and that's to base our life on. Sure. And I'll, I'll cut it short because I, <laughs> right. I can keep talking all day long. Right. Well, I do thank you for the call, Joe, and we love it. And I'm, I'm sorry I didn't get a good over to meet you on our way to Israel this time. I was comp- uh, proofing the book, uh, the, the brand new Understanding the End Time book that's coming out. And everybody will be interested to know that the Understanding the End Time book, it is the, the new one that's coming out. It's accompanying the DVDs, the, Understand, the new End Time, the Understanding the End Time DVD series that's coming out. And... It's the first time that the, this information has been put collectively into a book form. We have had outlines and quizzes and different things and study manuals, but as far as into a book form, like Irvin Baxter did the Revelation Commentary just before he passed away, well, we put together a book of Understanding the End Time that will accompany the DVDs, and I was proofing the book, and Doug told me he was going to go visit you, and I thought, oh, Doug, I've got to proof this book. They've got to have it because it's supposed to be done by the end of June and be ready to uh, ship. And so I had to stay in my hotel room, but I do apologize for not coming. Perhaps one of the future times I'll get over to meet you. you guys work hard. I greatly was blessed to actually physically meet Doug and his wife and the other brother and sister with them. It's 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 a joy. We are family. We are God's family. And that's what we have to stand in our convictions because the world's going to keep, you know, we know the prophecies. The world's going to get darker and darker, right. and we've got to be brighter and brighter, man. Yeah, amen. Well, I didn't, perhaps on one of these future trips, we'll be able to uh, maybe stop by and see you guys. And just it's, the, the Israel trips are a whirlwind. I mean, it's really, uh, we're blowing and going, and I mean, but... Um, uh, we love you, Joe, and we thank you for calling in and well, for would, your support. I would love to get to Texas. I was just blessed the other day. <clears throat> my son, my oldest son, Adam, and his wife live in San Antonio, and they just had their first little baby. So I became a grandpa again, oh, and that's a blessing. I wish, and hopefully it's in the Lord's hands when I'm physically able. Whenever I get to Texas, yeah. man, I'm going to be at your door. Come on. <laughs> Well, I want to say God bless you, my friend. Congratulations on your first grandchild. And uh, I'm coming up to a break. I'm going to have to let you go. But God bless you, my friend. And uh, look forward to seeing you sometime down here in the big, great state of Texas. Maybe we'll go get some barbecue brisket or something. Okay, everybody. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you. I am taking your calls, one 363 8463 And uh, when we get back, we might dive off into this world government article. Symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, part two, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation 
with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Well, welcome back, everybody. And, you know, again, I'm taking your calls, one 877 But I, I want to m- mention really quick, uh, because I got some more calls coming up here on the screen, but the Jerusalem Prophecy College, we always talk about that. And it's not just something that I'm trying to sell you or um, it's not some kind of a marketing thing. The Jerusalem Prophecy College will absolutely change your life. And that's our goal here. We're preparing people for heaven. And the Jerusalem Prophecy College, we started it out. God miraculously uh, put this on Irvin Baxter's heart to start a physical college in downtown Jerusalem, which I teach in every week from here in the studio. But... The uh, we and we I have I teach a class full of Jewish individuals to in the in the class and it is awesome. However, the um, a lot of people when we started the college up in Jerusalem in, on Jaffa Street, a lot of people said, "Well, do we have to go to Jerusalem to join the college?" And we thought because Irvin Baxter was teaching in it and. Um, we thought, man, yeah, actually you do. <laughs> because he was teaching it from here in the studio, and uh, it, it was just, you know, we didn't really know how we could put it online. Well, we had a lady working here for us at the time in our accounting department, and she come to uh, uh, Irvin and said, hey, I've actually helped design an online college courses and helped get that thing all set up. And we were like, you got to be kidding me. So her and another kid that worked here, they helped... They designed the Jerusalem Prophecy College online. And it's funny because I was listening to a recent program that Irvin Baxter did years ago, and he said that, hey, we're up to... Oh, no, I was listening to one of his deals that he did in, at, in, uh, on one of the End Time Tours. And he said, folks, I want to give you the great news that we're now up to 200 subscribers online to our Jerusalem Prophecy College, 200 students, and he said, we're believing it, that it'll go up to 300. And now we have over 5,000 uh, people that are taking the Jerusalem Prophecy College courses. 
And if my father-in-law could only see it now, he dreamed of it getting this big and even bigger. But he, he just, he, I remember him telling the tour, we could get up to 300. And everybody was clapping like, yeah, we're at 225 or whatever. And now it's over 5,000 people. And wow. And I've had, so, like I told um, Joe, we've had, I've had pastors, I've had people that have studied the Bible for years that started going through these things. I know people who have been in church for 50 years that could, could not walk you through understanding the Bible from front to back. Genesis to Revelation. Give me a good overall view, a good overview of the Bible. And the first lesson we teach in the, the first um, semester is understanding the Bible. Irvin Baxter walks you through Genesis to Revelation in 18 lessons. And then the next one is keys to spiritual growth. The next one is life and teachings of Jesus Christ. And he takes you through all of the, through the Gospels, the life and teachings, and then the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The life and teachings of Jesus Christ. Because you're wanting to spend eternity with Jesus, right? We all do. I mean, I, I promise you, everybody, unless I'm just missing something, Everybody listening today would say, I want to spend eternity with the Lord. But do you know Him? Do you really know Him? That's a great question. Does He know me? And so, we take people through life and teachings. This is what Jesus did when He was on the earth. Here's what He was trying to do. Here's the reason for His parables. Here's why He taught the way He did. And uh, we just walk you through that. Life and teachings of Jesus Christ. And then at the end, Satan defeated, this is the last semester, Satan defeated, sonship restored. When Adam and Eve sinned, we'd entered into the law of sin and death. But what really happened, I think Doug may have mentioned this yesterday on the program, when Adam and Eve sinned, they lost their sonship. Adam was the son of God. He was created out of the dirt. God breathed into him and he was the son of God. When they sinned, they lost their sonship and... There were no more sons of God except for angels. There were no more sons, there were no more human sons of God until Jesus Christ came on the earth. And because they lost their sonship. But what Jesus came to do was to restore that sonship position to the human race. The Bible says he came to seek and save that which is lost. What was lost? Well, it was people, but he was coming to restore them to that sonship state. And if you want to hear a great program, Doug did a good program on that yesterday. He did a fabulous job. I'm very proud of Doug. Doug's doing wonderful. Doug and Vince both are doing wonderful on the radio. They're really helping me out. And they're helping a lot of you as well, aren't they? Very thankful for Doug and Vince. And so, but this, the Jerusalem Prophecy College, all you got to do, it's very simple. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Enroll in your first semester, sign up, and then start taking the classes. It's, it's like, um, I think it's 57 or $60 a semester. It's like nothing. It's not a big money maker for us. And so, JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Man, I'm telling you, it'll change, it'll change the, your relationship with God. If you'll listen to that and uh, apply those principles and different teachings to your life, I'm telling you, it can heal your marriage. And this is another thing I want to share with you. Believe it or not, I don't have any calls on the screen. This is Open Line Friday. Normally it's packed, but I don't have any calls. So I'm going to go through this with you because you need to hear about this. 
in 2023. This is something that happened on our tour. And we have, so we have great moves of God on our tours. I'm going to get into this world government article in a second, but this is more important. <laughs> the, um, when we baptize, many people fill with the Holy Ghost, and it just, you know, it's a spiritual experience for them. But we had a lady that was talking to Doug and some other, a couple other ladies one morning at breakfast, and she was saying that she had uh, tumors in her body. And that she had, the doctors had, I guess, had, you know, said that there's not much we can do or it would just give it, you know, it's a horrible, um, you know, a horrible situation when the doctor tells you, hey, you've got now have tumors in your body. And Doug and the ladies there, one of the ladies mentioned, and she said, well, hey, when you get baptized, you could get healed in the water. And because I knew a lady uh, Jim Stigelman's mom that worked here, works here, Jim Stigelman works here with us in, this, in the, at end time. His mom was healed when, of uh, epilepsy when she was baptized years ago in Irvin Baxter's church uh, when he baptized her. Healed completely, no more seizures. Well, some lady sitting at the table with this lady that went on tour with us said, I believe God will heal you, can heal you when you get baptized. And Doug was thinking of that. And there was another lady sitting there, and Doug, uh, somebody said something to her, and she said, well, I was actually just going to say that, but I was waiting on Doug to say it. So three people agreed together that God would touch you when you got baptized. Well, we baptized everybody. We baptized her, and when we baptized her, I prayed for her, not, just not only a, the, the regular baptism, but prayed for her to be healed. Told everybody. I said, let's pray for this lady to be healed. I called out her name. I'm not going to do that on the radio, but... I called out her name to be healed. <clears throat> we baptized her, prayed for her, and the Holy Ghost almost pushed her back down in the water. The presence of God was so strong on this lady. And I looked at Doug like, man, I, I wonder if God just healed her. Well, we got a text from her. Tina, Doug's wife, got a text from her. And this is the text, and I want to read it because you, everybody listening to me needs to understand and know that God still heals and performs miracles of deliverance, healing, and salvation in 2023. A lot of times we get caught up in world government, world religion, and all these different topics. But I'm telling you, I've known many people to be healed. I've been healed. And listen at the text from this lady, and I'm reading it. I'm quoting, Tina, words can't even express what a blessing it was for us to be in Israel with you. Your friendship, love, concern is so real. God knew what we needed. Friends at church commented this morning that this is after we got back just a couple weeks ago. Friends this morning commented that they see such a change in both of us. This lady and her son had went on tour with us. They were aware of my medical diagnosis that she had had tumors, one in her neck and in her legs. I mean, it was pretty bad. She said healing is a process, but this week has shown God is healing me. She said I hit the ground running back to work, but was, it was the best week I felt in over a year. The mass that was in my neck, I can't even feel it. Now, folks, imagine having a tumor in your neck, that a bump, big bump on your neck, and this lady came back from tour and she said, I can't even feel that. She said, my, uh, the, the two masses that were in my right leg are now soft. They were hard masses. They're now soft, and the muscle around is regaining strength. And she said, the, the pain is now just sore muscle pain. 
not tumor pain. And she said, the biggest change has been my gratitude and outlook on life. Uh, When it's said that the trip is life-changing, it was for me both physically and mentally looking forward to what the future holds. Love and appreciate you guys. Now, I could talk about all kinds of stuff, but let's pause right here because the Bible says that Jesus Christ took stripes on his back for our healing. And a lot of people, when I, we went, I told the story on our bus about the pool of Siloam, when the Jesus Christ um, stooped down and made a clay, he spit in the clay and made a clay and put um, the, all over the guy's eyes, and he said, now you go and wash in the pool of Siloam. Well, when we go down the Kidron Valley, the pool of Siloam is right down there at the bottom. And this is where Jesus told the guy to go wash the pool of Siloam. Then we went up to the pool of Bethesda, where there was an impotent man that had been laying by the pool of Bethesda, I think it was 38 years. He had been laying there. He couldn't, he couldn't, but what happens is, periodically an angel would come down and trick and um, trouble the water. And whoever the first one in the water was, God healed him. Well, Jesus Christ was walking along to the pool of Bethesda, and you can see the pool of Bethesda in Israel, right in downtown Jerusalem. And Jesus Christ was walking along. He saw the man, recognized that he had been there for years, and he said, do you want to be healed? And the guy said, yeah, but whenever the angel comes to trouble the water, somebody who's able to get in the water faster gets in, and I missed my chance. He'd been there 38 years waiting on a healing. And Jesus Christ said, take up your bed and walk. And the guy took up his bed and walked. So, but let me ask you a question. Did that just happen 2,000 years ago? I mean, Can God actually, does God actually still heal today? Is that just a a, a myth? Is is the Bible just a myth, a a bunch of fairy tales? I mean, can we expect God to heal today? Absolutely He can. God can deliver you. God can heal a broken marriage. God can set you free if you're in bondage to um, a... a, 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 a drug or a uh, if you're um, addicted to pornography, God can set you free from all of that. You say, well, I've been asking God to set me free for years. Listen to me. You put God first in your life, seek God's face, do His will in your life, become a soul winner, work for God, and you become a, you do the best you can. Have a daily prayer life, a daily walk with the Lord, and do the best you can to win souls. Put God's kingdom first. And those sins will start shedding off of you. And you'll look back a a year from now, six months, a year from now, and you'll say, wow, I hadn't even thought about that stuff. And I tell you what, I got somebody wanting to share their testimony when we get back. I'll tell you a testimony of a friend of mine that was healed of an addiction when we get back, and then we'll go to that testimony. Wow, this is great radio because everybody needs to know about this in 2023. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. 
If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back, everybody. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to take much time here because I got a couple of callers, but, and I will get to you guys before the end of the program. But I, I think that sometimes we need to hear about the power of God more because we talk about uh, world government and the Antichrist and, and Joe, Joe Biden and what he's doing in America and all, all kinds of different things. And you can kind of get beaten down by this world and about some of the maybe the apocalyptic things that are going to happen in the future. But I'm telling you, the power of God is far greater than anything we could even imagine. That's why I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about things that are going to happen in the end time. I, I've, I've saw God heal people. I've saw God deliver people. I've saw God worked out, work out seemingly impossible situations. Heal marriages. Deliver people from drugs. Pornography. Um, adulterous affairs. Uh, and heal, heal a marriage. And uh, people, just God, God's power is amazing, folks. God, all power in heaven and earth, is He has. Heaven and in earth. There's no power that supersedes God's power. None. Satan is nothing. Satan has, the only power Satan has is what God's given him. That's it. And so, that's why I trust in God. Now, I have a friend of mine. Years ago, he was addicted to um, drugs. He had a $1,500 a week drug addiction. $1,500. He was begged, borrowing, and stealing from everybody he could get his hands on. And come to church one morning, our pastor, D.G. Hargrove in Garland, Texas, prayed for him and some others. That was on a Sunday morning. He come back to church on a Wednesday night, and he told the pastor, he said, man, the craziest stuff has happened to me. He said, I have went since, since Sunday morning. I haven't had any desire for any of that stuff. Now, this, he was, I, when I say $1,500 a week, he, he, he was on it, man. And, but from Sunday to Wednesday, God completely, Brother Hargrove told him, he said, he said, Bob, God's completely healed you. And now... Bob Herbst, I just saw him at a wedding the other day. He has a beautiful family, beautiful daughters, beautiful granddaughters. He runs a business here in Dallas. And God completely turned him around. I'm telling you, folks, if you need hope and somebody to change your life, Jesus Christ is your answer. This is the best news I could give you today. Jesus Christ. You say, I've heard about that Jesus for years and he's never done anything to me. I'm telling you, you, if you will if you will submit your life to His life, He can heal you, deliver you. I don't care. You know what? I, we may do a program one of these days coming up where God, where we would just allow you to share testimonies, because I can tell. I'll tell you my testimony, and it would where how God healed my marriage and healed my life, and me and Jan, we were in a mess, and God completely healed us. And if God if, if God can't do that, then we're all in trouble. But I know every single one of you out there has a testimony. So, 
that's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going uh, to go to the phones, and we're going to allow a couple people to give their testimony. Let's go straight to Pat up in Michigan. God bless, Pat. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can. Okay, good. Um, I'd like to give two because um, two testimonies. One is that I was uh, 26 years old, graduated from college, and I uh, was a, became a, I was a social drinker, but I became addicted to alcohol to the point where I could not go a day without drinking. And if I had one drink, I would drink for the rest of the night. Sure. I was married, and I also smoked. And um, also, I was a heathen in term. I, I just totally rejected Jesus. I yeah. did not um, believe at all, and I thought I was too smart for for that. You mm-hmm. know, so. One night, um, I wasn't drinking because I was hungover, and I was laying on the couch. This is many years ago. I was laying on the couch. We didn't have remote for TV then, so I was laying there. I was hungover, and I had the TV on, and darn, it was Billy Graham, but I was so sick. I didn't want to get up and turn the station, yeah. and when he gave the altar call, our apartment filled with the glory of God, and I was knocked off. Well, I wasn't knocked off. I fell off the couch on my face. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ was in that room. I, I, I'm feeling it right now. Mm-hmm. This was July 6, 1976. He was in that room, and I bawled and I, because I was so ashamed that I could not believe that this story was true, and this king walked in my room. I didn't see him. But I felt him. Yeah. And that next day I woke up and I was like, everything looked brighter. Everything, I felt great. But long story short, he delivered me that night from alcohol oh, great. and smoking. That's awesome. And Thank I had you, gone Jesus. to AA. I had tried to get free. I was a slave. Yeah. So that's my that was my introduction to sure. this incredible Jesus Christ, Amen. King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Okay, 2013, hmm. I felt a bump on my leg. It had my femur area. Uh, it had no symptoms. It was did not hurt anything. And I kind of put it off. Finally, I went to my doctor. I said, what is about this bump? And he said, you've got to get that checked right away. Yeah. So I had a biopsy on it. And long story short, it was stage four incurable Merkel cell carcinoma. Anyone that had it, almost everyone that had it at that time is dead. It was a death sentence. Yeah. And I'm cancer-free today. Come on. The Lord led us to go to University of Michigan. I did have to have it removed. And I had the uh, surgeon who discovered this rare cancer, rare and extremely aggressive and uh, so she was my surgeon, and the um, the other discoverer was also on my case. And um, I'm cancer-free today. And awesome. all praise, all glory, all honor goes to Jesus Christ. He can deliver you. He can set you free. And whom the Son is set free is free, free indeed. indeed. And I give him all the praise and glory. Awesome. Wow, what a wonderful testimony, Pat. And uh, 
Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, God's a deliverer. God's a healer. And I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, thank you, my friend. It's great hearing from you. Going to let you go. Um, let's go to Georgine in Texas. God bless Georgine. Welcome to well, the End Time Show. Hello, Dave. It's so good to hear from ah, you. Good to hear from you as well. How y'all doing down there? Okay, so when we were in Israel back in September, October, mm-hmm. you said make sure that you do a Bible study. Yes. So we've been doing every Tuesday night a Bible study on the end times, mm-hmm. and we just pop the little thing in there, and Irvin just does the, does the, you know, the teaching, so it's yeah. been awesome. But I did have a text I wanted to read to you, and I can't find it right now. I'm so sorry. I, can't, I, I try not to put personal things, leave it on my phone, so apparently I just deleted it. All but right. the, the couple, one of the couples said that they were just crying. They were just crying over listening to Irvin. And they're just like, we're so, we're so grateful and thankful. Um, we just did the one on the second coming, so I think that was less than thir- 12 or 13. Yeah, 13. And, okay, 13. And they were just, like, delighted. They yeah. were like, I wish I would have met Dave. And I, I mean, I wish I would have met Irvin, but I said, okay, you still have Dave you can meet. So I just want to let you know, people at our church are enjoying you and enjoying end times, and thank you so much. Well, I, hey, Georgine, I'm going to be in Vider, Texas, here in a couple of weeks at, Matt, at Brother Matt Tuttle's church. I, I saw that. I yeah. got the email. I'm so excited. Yeah. But thank you so much. We're just moving. We're just moving and soul winning. Cool. And That's great. Awesome. Okay. Well, that sounds good, and it's great to hear from you. Okay, take care. All thank right, you. God bless. God bless you. Uh, all right, and hey, that's the thing, everybody, is that I want to let you know, everybody down in South Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, I will be down in Vider, Texas, at Brother Matthew Tuttle's church. He's got a booming church down there. And so I look forward to seeing everybody down there. We always have big conferences when we go down to South Texas. Uh, we go down to Brother Foss's in Houston. And, uh, and so a lot of different churches down through there where I'll be in, oh, man, I'm going to be in uh, just north of New Orleans um, coming in. I don't know, that's coming up sometime, maybe September, August, September sometime. So we're going to be going all over the place, but my next conference is in Vider, Texas here in a couple weeks. So if you'd like to join us down there, um, love to see that. But let's uh, go to Stephen in Arkansas. God bless Stephen. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Good. Good. How are you doing, my friend? Let's go. I was uh, wanting to address the... Uh uh, Albert Pike had written a letter to Giuseppe Mazzini, one thirty-third degree Freemason, to mm-hmm. another, stating that the World War Three would be fought between the Muslims, the Christians, and the Jews. Mm-hmm. I just want your opinion on that. So the fact that the letter was written, and also all of the almost all the Southern Baptists are Freemasons. T.D. Jakes, he's a Freemason. Mm-hmm. Oral Roberts is a Freemason. My granddad was best man at his wedding. Sure. Well, so the all I can do is give a scriptural answer. and I have never read the letter, but a scriptural answer. The Bible says that loose the four ain't. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21, there is a World War III coming. So I agree with him on this point. However, who participates in a war? The Bible says loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates for to kill a third part of mankind. So we know that the Muslims certainly will be involved in a war because the, the Euphrates River is housed in Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. So the Muslims, number one, they will be involved in the war. And they can field an army of 200 million soldiers, which the Bible says 
in Revelation 9, um, 13 through 16, that's just going to be an army of 200 million soldiers that participate in that. Um, however, also China and India can field an army of 200 million soldiers. So whether Israel will be involved, it's, it is possible because maybe Israel going in to bomb Iran's nuclear aspirations could start the war. There's a potential for that right now, actually. And so when he says the Jews, Muslims, and what was the third one? Christians to the Jews, Muslims, and Christians. Jews, Muslims, and Christians. Yeah. They also, in their writing, stated that they were going to put the Antichrist in the Third Temple. So the Freemasons are behind the rebuilding of the Third Temple. Okay. And also... If uh, it says in Acts seven forty seven, but Solomon built him a house. However, the Most High does not dwell in houses right. made with hands. Right. Well, temples made with hands, as the prophet says. Yes. So my question is, how come all the Christians are walking into these Freemason Sunday churches with an Egyptian obelisk on top of it? That's a great question. I I, I would. I I, I don't know Hebrews much about. Hebrews four four. The Sabbath is still Saturday. What's that? Yeah, so I don't know much about the Freemasons. I haven't really studied any of that. I I know that they, when you get very high up, you can get into some pretty dicey situations as far as worshiping a a beacon of light or something like that. And I'm, I'm not into any of that stuff. I'm into worshiping Jesus Christ. Haven't really studied the Freemasons very much, but... um, as far as World War III, very familiar with that. And would it be between Christians, Jews, and Muslims? I don't know if I could answer that specifically. I, there is a potential for America, Israel, the Muslim population, China, India, and many other nations to be involved in that. It's going to start in the Euphrates River region, spread out around the world. Who specifically will be involved? The Bible doesn't tell us, but I know it's coming before very long. It's the sixth trumpet. The first five trumpets have already occurred, so it's going to happen before very long, and uh, God bless y'all. 